Welcome to a new year uh, edition of Make and Multiply and uh, these beginning of the week episodes that we call Hear and Obey, where we talk through a passage of scripture that was just preached. Uh, we are in Joshua 1.8 this week, first week of January 2023. My name is Ryan Chase, I'm one of the pastors at Emmaus Road Church, and I'm joined today by Matt Grun and Mark Christensen. We are recording this via zoom so if the audio sounds a little different we are all snowed in i assume you guys are snowed in uh, yeah out. <laughs> yep the more snow than i can recall ever getting mm-hmm. here um wild out there but able to connect via zoom Th- this was a good thing that came out of all of the the covid lockdown stuff everybody uh <laughs> i feel like we pivot count it pretty quickly to virtual meetings and stuff like this. So we're in Joshua 1.8. Greg preached this to start our very brief sermon series at the beginning of this year, Habits of Grace. It's kind of been our habit over the last several years to preach on some of those spiritual disciplines that we give ourselves to intentionally as we start a new year. Um, so let me read this and, and we'll talk some about the habit of meditating on God's word. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, But you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Lord, thank you for your word. As we talk about it, meditate on it, we pray that you would make it fruitful in us for your glory and for our good. Amen. Meditate on it day and night. Kind of had a, a shout out to the, these podcasts in the sermon. Greg talked about this as one of the ways Hey-o. that we are intentionally seeking to do this very thing, meditating on the word, not being too quick to move on from it. Anything you guys took away from this message in particular on meditation? Yeah, I think when you always start, um, I mean, even a new year, we've set these kind of sermons, couple of sermons in January up to talk about spiritual disciplines, um, why they're important. And um, I've heard this said before, and maybe it's from Mathis, David Mathis, in his great book, uh, Habits of Grace. But what? how do your habits set you up to sit in God's stream of grace mm-hmm. um, that he's willing to provide, seeking to provide? And so um, it's not that doing these things merit any favor or grace from God, but the grace is already coming. How do you place yourself in that stream? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really helpful to start the year talking, you know, January is usually when a lot of us restart or begin again, uh, a reading Bible reading plan. Um, and if you're like me, it's, it, you know, that first few weeks are just trying to get back into the rhythm, right? Just trying to get, just do, check the boxes, keep it moving. Um, but I like how Greg lingered on that word from Josh, and it comes from Joshua 1 8, that you shall meditate on it day and night. And simply, you know, it, it's not just enough to read the book, which is vital, but to meditate on it, to, to think on it, to, to have it dwell in you. Um, and I think that can get lost a lot when we come, when it comes to Bible reading. We just want to get through and and move on and check the box and say, okay, I've, I've which is good. Like that's a, a discipline that's needed. But there's a step below that 
it has a lingering effect, a, a dwelling. What's this word saying to me? And in order that, and that's what Joshua 1 is all about, is why should it not depart from our mouth? Why should we meditate? So that you will be careful to do it. So we can't do, we can't, uh, uh, we can't follow God's law, his word, unless we know it. We won't know it unless we read it. And we won't know it truly unless we sit in it and meditate on it. So I, just, I, I thought that was really helpful how he just said, what, what is meditation? And the reality that we're all meditating on stuff yeah. all the time. So it's not just like this new age, Easterny, like just, you know, hum as you, as you try and clear your mind and just think of one thing. It's, no, we're always constantly meditating on stuff all the time. The question is not whether, but what are you meditating on? Um, and those are the type of things like we take steps towards that, which we think about. And if we get angry enough about something, <laughs> we're going to take steps towards it. So um, that, that was just really helpful how he mm-hmm. highlighted wanting to not so much start something new, but just reorient what you're already doing, which is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And to be reminded, um, I thought that was one of the most helpful things to personally, mm-hmm. just a reminder, um, this is not some difficult practice that we're not good at or that's out of reach until you reach, you know, some elite status. No, we are all doing this all the time. We are thinking. And so one, just to be mindful, what am I thinking about? What what am I meditating on? What am I setting my mind on? What, what is occupying and preoccupying my mind? So, so I think a lot of it just starts right there being mindful. What am I thinking about? Because when we get that, then we have some awareness are are those thoughts true or false? If they're false, I need to yeah. repent of those. I need to turn away from those. What am I desiring the most? And 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 do I need to turn from that to desire for God? So that reminder, meditation is something we are all doing all the time. And and the content of our meditation then is to be God and his his word. Um and Matt, like you were saying that just in looking back at Joshua 1 8, that, that's what strikes me right now, that connection between meditating on the word so that you may be careful to do the word. I think that's for all of us in the Christian life, one of the biggest challenges, frustrations, you know, we we lament often our own lack of progress and sanctification. We can all come up with a list of ways we wish we were more mature areas we'd like to grow in. And to just have it so clearly pointed out right there, is there a gap in your growth and maturity? You, you bridge that gap through meditation on the word. Do you want to obey God more? Is, is there a practical area in your spiritual life you want to grow in? Um, you don't just white knuckle it. You start with, okay, well, what thought am I going to set my mind on? And I just heard somebody recently um, in some material I'm working through, this speaker said, um, you just have to know ahead of time um, areas where you're weak, areas where you're tempted. And, and he said, um, ask yourself, what truth from God's word am I going to turn my mind to next time I'm in that situation? What truth mm-hmm. of God's word am I going to set between me and this other situation or whatever other response I'm, I'm tempted to? And, and that's just been a powerful thought to me. If I'm not equipped with some truth from God, some promise from God's word, some some truth about God's character, his nature, his ways, some revelation that he's given to us in scripture, um, I'm just... I'm not equipped for mm. for that situation. And it really comes down to meditating because that's what changes mm. our hearts and our, our desires. It was powerful. Yeah, real, in order to do what you just described, there has to be, in order for me to think on what promise of, of God am I going to 
cling to in those pro- in those moments. And then the next time in that situation, you have to know the promises of God. You have to avail ourselves. We have to, we need to avail ourselves of this book. Um, one one of the quotes that uh, that Greg mentioned, one of the Puritans, Thomas Watson, he said, "Meditation is a holy exercise of the mind, whereby we bring the truths of God to remembrance and do seriously ponder upon them." and apply them to ourselves. And I think that's so critical is the, it's one thing to sit and think and ponder and, um, you know, stew in them, but to take the, the word, and this is what the spirit is doing in us is taking this word and then now applying it to us in our situations. For instance, like you said, Ryan, if there were five anticipating a, some a situation where I could see myself sinning, well, how do I guard against that? Well, I, I need to know the word. I need to have pondered. I need to have an arsenal by which to draw out of those promises and then have that applied to myself. So that, and that's the spirit's work that's accomplished by Christ being applied to me. And, and that's, what's the sweet promise of, of this, of this book is that it will do that. It will do that for you. Um, and then it's in, it's in the process of trusting that and then actually seeing it happen is awesome. Yeah. I feel like when thought about spiritual disciplines before, it's always been reading the word and praying. Um, but Greg, I was glad that he focused in on, I think the link between reading God's word and prayer is meditation. Um, mm. Matt and I had taken a class from Mike Bullmore uh, last year, Sovereign Grace Pastors College. And uh, he had brought up this George Mueller quote, which I've read before and been helped by. Um, but he talks about, I read God's word, read God's word, not so that I might be, you know, ready to do the ministry or ready to lead in this kind of way, but I do it for the profit of my own soul. Mm. Um, and he talked about how, when he read and meditated, um, it often led then to confession, supplication, thanksgiving. Um, so he wasn't planning on going to prayer, but reading and meditating, you know, thinking, dwelling upon God's word often let him there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I just the, the reminder that, um, what we set our minds on sets a trajectory. Scripture speaks so much about the life of our mind. Um, Ephesians four talks about how, you know, Gentiles living in the futility of the flesh, their minds are darkened. They're alienated from God through their unbelief. Uh, it talks so much about the the unregenerate mind. And, and then we're encouraged to renew our minds and set our minds on truth. And you know, Greg had that quote from one of the Puritans about, um, it was William Bates. What is the wickedest part of a man's life? It is his vain thoughts. And he raised that, that question. Have you ever considered the darkest, most sinful part of yourself is empty, unfruitful, unhelpful thoughts, what we think about, um, you know, as, so as we think, so we go, we, we feel what we feel because we think what we think. Um, so getting down to that level, what am I thinking, believing, and and the hope that we have to know when I'm stuck in twisted thinking, when I'm stuck in futile thinking, there's a way out through God's word. He has revealed to me truth that is like piercing light it illuminates it, it um is a lamp to my feet so it, it just gives so much hope um and great to be reminded of that at the start of the new year that we might resolve by god's grace to meditate on god's word so what a good encouragement i'm gonna wrap this up quick 
my neighbor is stuck outside. I'm gonna, <laughs> go I'm save gonna him, Ryan. Go help him get unstuck. Awesome. So good, thanks, though. guys. Good to connect yeah. with you guys. And may your meditation on yeah. God's word today and every day this year be fruitful for your souls and for the glory of God, for the good of his church. Amen. All right. See you.